You are listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, home of the Retro Review Series, sponsored by Anchor. You can listen anywhere podcasts are available. Follow on Twitter at WPPod1. Hello and welcome back to yet another Retro Review, courtesy of the Wrestling Purists. My name is Ryan alongside Jeff. I'm going to get this out of the way now. I'm getting over losing my voice very recently. So um, I've got my hot tea. I've got my diffuser. Um, I've got a backup tea. And I'm ready to talk some goddamn wrestling. Yeah, sucks for him. Sucks for Cod. He was up all Wednesday um, cheering on Dynamite. So that's how he lost his voice. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're talking about Super Brawl 2. <laughs> Um, Super Bowl two, uh, coming to you from the Miller High Life Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and this is on a leap day. Fun fact: they oh. actually open up. They actually open up the show and let us know that. Uh, so February 29th, nineteen ninety two. Um, the tagline for this show, if I if I may, best friends now bitter rivals. Brawl for it all. What else do you need? What else do you need? It's Lex Luger and Sting. Yeah, like that's that's what this is. This that's that's what this is all about. Okay, and that's all you need to know. That's it. You know the booking's good because it's Lex Luger and Sting, and fucking people are just chomping at the bit to see this match. Yeah, <sighs> stunning. Now, granted, this was this was ninety two when you know Luger style was actually competent, and yes, 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 and and how he gets on the surfboard and tries to ride that wave all the way through the late nineties, early two thousands, does not fly, brother. Uh, you're saying that, but but does it? I mean, like, yeah, sure, but every time we do it in pay per view, he's main eventing something. So this is a very interesting time, though, in in WCW. Um, so this is, um, so the current president of WCW, uh, Kip Allen Fry. Um, this was a extremely short term run as president of of WCW, um, but he was doing his damnedest to get WCW out of the creative and financial you know trough that it had fallen in into just horrible management and so rumor has it that one of his initiatives to turn things around was awarding a five thousand dollar bonus to wrestlers who put on the night's best match Um, by any means i guess you know yeah i mean um, but so we start with our show. Um, we get we get the with the opening video package. It was fantastic. It tells you everything you need to know, even and, if you haven't and, watched. And nothing you don't. There's no, there's no. Hey, this is what's going on, and then we're going to give you a two minutes of this inside circle jerk stuff. And if you know, you know. Nope, none of that. Just hey. Here's our television show. Here's your pay-per-view. Um, here's why these guys want to beat up these guys. You're welcome. 
And our main event is Sting versus Lex Luger. But if you want to know why these two guys are fighting, you need to go watch behind the WCW curtain. Uh-huh. Check the internet. Check our internet TV show. Then you'll know. <laughs> oh. um, that video package got me really hyped for this card. Um, and it's, and it's, it's really funny, though, because we're recording this um, the day that or it might have been the day after um, Brian Zane over wrestling with regret released his review on Super Bowl 92 um, was not planned. I've had this booked and etched in stone for months. <laughs> even uh, It wasn't, but even if it was kiss our ass. Oh, bull bullshit. I've had this thing booked since probably June. No, no, I mean it wasn't. Oh. But I'm just saying, if you if you if you think it is, we we don't get yeah. it. Yeah, um, we get we get Pyro, we get a Tony Schiavone. Um, God, this feels like a big deal. Like this whole show and the whole and just the whole essence of everything going on, it feels like a big deal. I would agree with you. I would agree. Um. We get a Shivani, we get an Eric Bischoff. Um, they talk about the tag title match. Cool. Uh, we go back to Missy Hyatt. Um, every time I watch one of these old shows and Missy Hyatt is doing, you know, interviews, it it's good. <laughs> it's it's not like over the top and like schlocky or like trashy. But yeah, it's just it's just enough, and it's and it's really good. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. Again, nothing like not groundbreaking or anything like that. But like you said, it's the right amount of everything. Yeah. So then we get a debut. We get the debuting Jesse the Body Ventura in WCW. Yeah, coming and out there. Coming Let down there like you. American badass. Uh yeah, a hundred percent. And guess what? They popped like he was American badass. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jim Ross well welcomes Jesse the body. Um I uh last last scene at WrestleMania six. Um so cool. Um, and then they both are like talking about the matches on the night. And then, and then Jesse, the body says, you know, if you wore a cowboy hat, you'd look just like J.R. Ewing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so then we get into the opening contest here, which is the match of the night. Um, this is for the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Uh, so this is current champion Jushin Thunder Liger defending against Flying Brian, also known as Brian Pillman. And yeah, match of the night, 110% for me. This is without a doubt match of the night. And Yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's, it's damn near perfect. Not, I'm not going to lie. It's... It's really strong. And I actually did this and I and I thought I remembered this match because I watched it through. 
and I and I was like, I did a review for this. So <laughs> went on went on to YouTube and typed it in. Bang, it popped up and it was a quick count episode. <laughs> and I was like, shoo boy, okay. Yeah, this is um for all the WCW marks like myself, this is this is a staple. Yeah. This is a uh, Meltzer gave this what four point seven five. If memory yep. serves me correct, yep, yeah. So this is a four point seven five star match. Um, back in the day here in ninety two, uh, man, it just has everything. One, it just shows you. To, for me, when you first look at it on its face, you're like, man, Liger's really good, and that's because he is. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's what we know. You know, that's that's a given. And it's the bigger thing to me is Pillman raising his level to the level of Liger's with his selling and everything in this match. There's just, just no wasted foot footwork. Everything makes sense. Uh the crowd kind of kind of boos Liger a little bit and then they cheer him during the match. You know, like it's it's just a a mixing pot of stuff, which to me is a sign of a good match. You know, when you're booing a guy when they come out and then you actually see him wrestle yes, and you're cheering his wrestling ability. You know, he didn't do anything gimmicky. He didn't use a chair. He didn't like, no, no, no. He just, he's just getting cheered on that. And next thing you know, you're just cheering both guys on. Uh, that's a sign of a good match. On top of that commentary, I thought was really good with this match. Jesse, the body was good at this match on explaining yes. to you how good Liger is and why some of these moves are, you know, why they're done without, without being inside baseball or, um, you know, act, giving up anything like, well, they wrestled in the, like, no, he's you know, yeah. none of that. He's letting you know what you need to know. And then you're, he's letting your mind fill in the blanks the rest of the areas, you know, and you can, you can form your own opinion. Uh, yeah. It's just an absolute good match. Master and the crazy, it, it, it absolutely is. And the crazy thing is, is back in this time period, there were people, there were purists like us back in this time period that, that were saying like, Oh, well this is too, like this stuff's too much. And, you know, back in those days, guys are getting late, you know, labeled too. And like, well, the, all the aerial off the top rope aerial things, that's not wrestling. This that, and the other, and you know, which kind of ushered into and the cruiserweight stuff. Well, cruiserweight had been around for a long time. We, especially yeah. when you're talking like the, the Lucha style, but when it started hitting the States and, you know, you had that crop of cruiserweights, people were back then were talking about, Oh, like pretty much like, like we are now spot fest and this, that, and the other. But the difference is, is this was actually good wrestling. You know, now again, there's guys just doing matches for stars. They weren't doing that, you know, uh, um, here in, in this time period. So again, I mean, I just can't say enough about this match. It's that good. I watched it twice. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And to, and to your point, we get a USA chant really, really early in this match. And then by the end, those are gone, a hundred percent gone. Yeah, and, and Liger's getting cheered. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 wild. He 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 did his little back, you know, Jay Lethal and everybody else. His little back handspring tuck, boom, hit the ropes and kind of popped down, and the place was like, oh shit, 
you know, like crazy. Mm-hmm. I, they could have wrestled for four hours and and the crowd would have been with it the whole time. Yeah. And this is one of those matches where we're still early enough in where we're still early enough in WCW where the finish wasn't a finisher. It was Liger missed a top rope splash. Helmet just it 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 wasn't a seatbelt. Um it was some wonky body pin. Um but it, it was a win and it was out of nowhere. And this might be one of the best openers, I'd say probably top top five that we've ever watched. Definitely. And and it it had the big fight feel, and we've talked about this a million times. Good old fashioned kayfabe wrestling and family wrestling. You look in the crowd, women, children, kids, black, white, whatever, everybody. Yes. Um, Liger goes at the top rope and does does a splash out to the side. And as soon as he does the, as soon as he gets to, as soon as he starts climbing the top rope, everybody's up. They're up on their feet, like looking. He does the splash outside. People lose lose their mind. They're fist pumping. Um, you know, like camera side, you know, you know, obviously when you're looking at the thing, there's a lady, you know, in like a red, like a woman in a red shirt or a blouse back in those days. Uh, I'm sure that went <laughs> over uh, a red blouse probably went over uh, a, a lot of people's heads for showing our age. But she's like taking pictures, taking, you know, got a camera taking pictures and stuff of Liger. And it's 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 just crazy. It's just crazy. I mean, it, I mean it's, it's not crazy. But again, we've said this many times, and I'm going to say it again. Wrestling will never be as big as it was. No. Um, but yeah, right on all points. The commentary was spot on throughout. The action was there. And it wasn't too too advanced or too ahead of its time. I think that there are times when, you know, it could be you and me when we want when we watch a match, and we don't get it on the first viewing, but like we'll watch it later down the line. We'll be like, oh, okay, this, this is actually a good match, you know. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like more of a generational thing, just not with the time yet. This is a match where. It was with the time, it added in a little bit of, you know, nuanced wrestling. Um, so more of the high flying stuff too. It had everything. Yeah, definitely. And, um, I will tell you though, my heart sank because this is in 92. And um, Liger backdrops Pillman out of the ring. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I was like, shit. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet that went over a bunch of people's heads just now. Yep. Um, but my heart second, I'm like, oh god, it's over already. And I was like, oh wait, oh shit. Okay, cool. All right. I'm I'm still in. So uh, but this but this had everything. This is one of the better openers you'll ever see. I think Brett versus Owen is another one. I know we've covered on here before. Yeah. Um there's not too many like this. And this is without a doubt one that you need that you need to see. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. 
So we go to the back end. It is Missy Hyatt, and she is with the Taylor Made Man. Taylor Made. That's how he's. That's how he's built. That's how he's dressed. Um. It. Uh, I. I mean, it's Terry Taylor. He's. I can't really. You know what? I'm gonna look it up because I didn't really know whether or not this was Terry or Terry. Well. <laughs> well. You, you're, this is before you're not you. Wrong. No, this I is. I want to know if this is computer. If this is before or after computerized man of the nineties. Uh, I would say this is before, right? This before he's 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 Terrence. This this is before the York Foundation, or ninety two. Ah, uh, maybe you know. Okay, what? so I, this is so this is post. Yeah, before. Oh, no, it's after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the tailor made man is after the computerized man of the nineties. Okay. Well, damn. Okay. It's, well, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, I mean the t- I mean both both gimmicks are really good. Oh. Um, I like how computerized man of the nineties just rolls off the tongue. Oh yeah. Hey, Taylor made does too. I mean it, yeah. this this, I mean you can argue that this is. I mean, not 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 all the way, but I mean, this is Hunter Hearst Helmsley, you know, one right here, kind of. Yes. Mm-hmm. But to, to 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 some extent, not all the way. People don't kill me, but you get what I'm saying. So, this backstage segment was a minute tops. Would you say? Yeah. yeah. So, the next match, we'll just jump right to it. It's. It's the tailor-made man, Terrence Taylor, versus Marcus Alexander Bagwell. This match is happening all because Bag Bagwell didn't want to be the the tailor-made man's protege. The the Vincent. And that's all you need. It's Mm -hmm. simple. It's simple and and a one-minute second segment tops. Tells you everything you need to get invested for for the upcoming match. Um, and it 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 pains me to say this. Um, and Travis Lasseter, I hope you're listening. But uh, Bagwell actually looked good in this match. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, I know. <laughs> and again, I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say good as in like, oh my god, he's setting the world on fire. No. And again, I mean, he is wrestling Terry Taylor, who can. Have a match with a ham sandwich, but because he's that good. <laughs> but man, um, Bagwell played his part. He didn't do anything he wasn't supposed to do. You know, he didn't try. He he did everything right. Again, sometimes it's not what you do is what you don't do that'll 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 make things right and get you where you need to go. And this wasn't a bad match. No, um, for I back for Marcus to... Alexander Bagwell. True, I do want to mention. Um, the ring announcer for this for this match, it was not uh Gary Gary Michael Capetta, it was uh Barry Abrams. Um, yeah, he has a blue bow tie, blue cummerbund, and basketball shorts. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, I, 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 I was thinking, like, I was thinking, like, this guy isn't <laughs> this guy isn't uh, uh, any relation to Herb Abrams, is he? Oh, god. <laughs> Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, 
he was probably on cocaine when he dressed himself in the dark. I mean, uh, but yeah, this match was all right, but it makes things better when your dance partner is, t- is, is Terry Taylor and you're not having to be the leader and Terry Taylor can come in and kind of lead the match the way that it needs to go. Um, but Bagwell didn't didn't do a terrible job in this match. Um, uh, not Bagwell at all. Is, Bag, Bagwell is still considered a rookie at this point. Um, so this was uh, this was the style though, of a lot of his matches. Um, this first year in in WCW for him, it was a lot of rookie vet veteran style matches. And I don't really know if it's because maybe they liked Bag, Bagwell's look, but they didn't want to. Well, he he, I would say here early, he definitely had a really good white meat baby face d- deal going on, you know, yeah. you know, pr- way before you know Buff Daddy and all that, Slimeball McGee. Um, uh, yeah, he 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 really he had again like this baby face gimmick was pretty good. And this is honestly we're we're coming up. We're, I know we're a year out, but. Um, we're we're a year out from um star from stars and stripes, um, and so he would be the super paid patriotic babyface, you know. So, not quite there yet, you know. But this is essentially the the building blocks for that. Yeah. Um, and and you and you kind of had some of that kind of shine through in this match, which was which was really cool. Um, but again, like I said, uh, you know, Terry Taylor, when he's your dance dance partner, you're, you can't really do anything wrong. Not at all. Um, but yeah, Bagwell does get the win. Um, it's a, it's a sunset flip and it's, um, but I, but I want to get to the precursor. For for this, um, Terry Taylor for some reason goes to the top and does something. Well, well, well. Before that, earlier in the match, he goes to the top rope and he does, you know, just like a spot, you know, like a splash down to the, you know, to the ground on well, in the inside the ring on top of Bagwell. And for as much as. Taylor's a mat technician. Boy, when he got to the top of that rope, I was like, whoa, boy. It took him a little bit. Then he jumped down and kind of landed on his knees. And I was like, Terry, boy, you look like you've never been on the damn top rope. Yeah. Now, now neither have I. So <laughs> who am I to, <laughs> to cast any aspersions on Mr. Taylor? But, but boy, yeah. And then the ending was kind of, then the ending was kind of like, was it two? Was it three? You know? Yeah, it, it 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 wasn't completely dusty, but it it was something that was kind of off about the finish. Yeah. Um. But it was by by the time we got towards the end of this match, the crowd kind of died off a little bit, so it was a little disappointing. But the match itself was fine, and then, um. And then you get the post-match beatdown on Bagwell. So be it. Fine. Yep. 
Um, so we get Harley Race backstage with Missy Hyatt. Um, and it's um, just just the line, and it's and it's a very short promo, but it's the line of Lex Luger is going to walk out the champion tonight, and he's going to be the champion tomorrow because he is the world heavyweight champion, Lex Luger. <laughs> who yeah, I, who might argue? <laughs> I listened to that and I was like, oh well, okay, all right. I see what you did there. I mean, sure. Cool. Um, up next though, we have Cactus Jack taking on Ron Simmons. Um, definitely a clash of styles here. Um but I but I actually thought that this was a little bit enjoyable. So when they first came out, I was like, oh boy, this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really good. Or not okay, not really good as in like uh, mark it down and go see it, take time out of your day. No. But I mean yeah. Looking at the two parties and how they did this, like, you know, if you just think Cactus Jack versus Ron Simmons, if you, if, if you know what you're talking about, your first thought is like, yeah. oh, you know, but no, Cactus Jack kind of did his stuff. And Ron Simmons is an absolute specimen. And we all know this, uh, you know, but man, the stuff he can do in the ring and the way he can move. And uh, they have that like in cam. They're not in camp, but like in ring, you know, a guy standing on the on the apron, and Simmons jumps up and does a drop kick, and just being able to see, like you can just see the power from his legs and how he just the vertical, he just jumped up and did a drop kick. I mean, he's got to be. I mean, I I don't remember what they build him at, but I mean, he's got to be two hundred and forty, two hundred fifty pounds, right? He's got to be. Has to be. And I don't mean. I don't mean fat. No, the guy's chiseled. He's complete muscle. So, yeah, I en- I enjoyed this match. The course, the finish, just the pin. I mean, the 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 dust up at the end or the afterbirth is the afterbirth. But yeah, you had Cactus taking some of his spots, some of his bumps, and he, like I said, he kind of got his stuff in, and Ron Simmons got his stuff in. Uh, I I thought it was good. Very serviceable. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And both guys are pretty well-versed in the ring at this point to where really anything could have happened, um, and they would have made it at least look um, good, I think, to a point. Um, Nothing is going to blow the doors off. Nothing that's going to be over the top. But this was a fine match. Um they keep cutting to JYD during during the match, and you're and you're like, okay, it's coming. Something with JYD is coming. Just gotta wait for it. Like, why would you just pan over to JYD and nothing's gonna happen? Um, and and what uh what Jesse the body said was for sure. <laughs> why is he dressed like a waiter? <laughs> <laughs> Like, he had to be wearing all white like that. Like I just I don't understand. <laughs> Damn, I, I forgot about that. I forgot to mention um 
I forgot to mention too, this, I guess the bump, but when Cactus Jack goes over the top and he tangles his neck up in the ropes, oh. uh, uh, such a great spot. Mm. Such a great spot. Also, too, we get JR uh, when Ron Timmons is beating him up, says well, he's beating up Cactus and they're having a smile. And he was like, he's a house of fire. He's this. And this is all, this is an all out fight. And this is how they do it in the hood. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, damn, JR. Shit, I didn't, I didn't know you spent time up in the hood. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's been, I guess he's been split from Butch Reed long, long enough. Now it's now it's the hood. I don't know. It's the hood. It's the hood. Um, Ron Simmons wins the power slam. If you know yeah. anything about Ron about single star Ron Simmons in WCW, it was power slam one one two three. Yeah, lights out. Um, we get it. We get an Abdullah the Butcher run in. Um. So him and Cactus Jack start beating up on Ron Simmons. Um, and then this is so good. So eventually, junk, Junkyard Dog is like, oh, okay, I'll get in. I'll get involved in this. And what I thought of was like um, Jeff Hardy doing his like, you know, dancing at the top of the ramp while his brother's yeah. getting the fucking piss beat, beat out of him. Oh, yeah, snot. Yeah. Um, it actually happened this past mo- Monday on Raw, too. Um, it was the cage match between Becky Lynch and and Bailey. And damage control was, um, you know, beating, beating up Becky Lynch. And fucking Lita's music hits. And... She gets to the top of the ramp and she starts to like do her whatever she does. I can't really explain it, but I think you know, like when she oh, comes yeah. out and she does her shucking and jiving. Yeah, but, do there. Yeah, and and they're Becky Lynch inside the cage, getting the piss beat out of her, and she's just like, yeah, and then starts running down. I'm like, God damn it! Also, it was a bad way to end that segment. There's no timing with Lita. Um, why do we need this? But who am I to claim? But yeah, so Junker Dog taking a sweet ass time coming through the crowd. Um, casually just uh, headbutts two security guards, um, and then just starts throwing some rights and lefts and chasing the baddies away. Yeah, yeah. There was. 0.0 sense of urgency for Junkyard Dog to get to the ring. It was it was comical. Uh he decided, hey, listen, I'm gonna take my time, you know. You start <laughs> you, listen, you start rushing stuff, you start tripping cod, you know, you might pull a hammy or something like that. Hey, I'll get there when I get there. Better late oh, than never, God. right? And uh everything was good. Not if you're getting the piss beat beat out of you. I mean, I... yeah. Well, you know, hey, let him be great. <laughs> well, um, up next we have the uh, fucking barn burner of a tag team match. Um, so we have 
Richard Morton and Vinny Vegas, also known as modern day Kevin Nash, mm-hmm. taking on the Z Man, also known as Tom Zank, and Van Hammer. So be- before I get into this, and want to stress how how rage inducing this match was for me to watch. Um. So Jr. points out that Tom Zank and Jesse the Body are both from Minnesota. Jesse, Jesse the Body responds like this: "That's right. In fact." Z-Man was a former Mr. Minnesota who came over from bodybuilding to pro wrestling because we all know there's no money in bodybuilding. Well, that was, I mean, that was a shot at Vince, you know that. Oh, and if that wasn't on the nose enough, um, he takes a breath and then goes, in in fact, the big guy Vinny probably knows there's no money in bodybuilding. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Beautiful. So then it leads into this match. Can and I? Can I launch on this thing, please? Can I just say that Van Hammer is in in the Buff Bagwell Lex Luger type of territory where um, I'm not fucking watching another Van Hammer match. I swear, I swear to God, I'm not. Oh, I'm not doing it anymore. Oh fuck you. No. With all with 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 all the bullshit we've watched, you're 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 drawing the line with Van Hammer. He he's the that's he's the one. It's okay. him. Okay, all right. This might be a work, but it's it's bad. <laughs> oh no, I mean it is bad. But but let me ask you this: who's 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 worse of a worker in this match, Van Hammer or or Vinny Vegas? Newsflash: It's Vinny Vegas. <laughs> terrible god it's <laughs> awful this match was listen you can't have everything you know one one you got van hammer you got the z-man and you got kevin nash so you're <laughs> fucked from the right right from the get-go you know it's really a testament to when you see R- ricky morton in there wrestling his ass off i mean just wrestling it off compared to the rest of these damn schmucks like it's crazy. I know. I'm sure fucking Ricky Morton was probably like, man, what the hell am I doing on here tonight? Like, you know, he, I, I, I yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think I know how it worked back then. But he's seen the card or seen the piece of paper before he went into the show and was like, oh man, you know, like it's just, just an absolute joke. God, Vinny Vegas sucks. Kevin Nash sucks. The <laughs> Z Man, the Z Man looks the part, but he was never any any damn good. And and Van Hammer's Van Hammer. So the only good thing about this match is that Ricky Morton was in it. That's about it. So, yeah, you are absolutely correct. This match is, I'll say, 95% Ricky Morton, then 3% the Z-Man, and I'll give 1% to Vinny Vegas and 1% to Van Hammer. But fuck both, both of them, okay? Not good. I hate him. I don't think you're wrong at all. Look, and look, and look, the Z-Man, 
gets a hot tag and it's like the most lukewarm tag I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the problem. Was, well, the problem is, is everyone knew it was a hot tag besides him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Ooh, Ooh tag. <laughs> yeah. He was like, Oh, it's my turn. No. Yeah. But this is, this is the part where this is actually a hot tag. Oh, look. Uh, and okay. The finish is he hits a back body drop fine and then tries to hit a drop kick on 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 Kevin Nash and completely misses not even close yep. and then not, not, not in the area code hits a power slam and then gets a roll up mm-hmm. I mean Who? like Uncle Howdy style who the fuck said this gets 12 minutes? Who's who's the who's the fucking Booker man who said, "Hey, let's have oh, Pillman and Liger kick kick it off." We'll uh, go to because... Bagwell Taylor, then Ron Ron Simmons a Cactus Jack and then waterboard everybody. Oh, Nobody. Because... Yeah, really, because they were probably doing Ricky Morton a solid. Hey, listen, if I'm out here with these dipshits for for tonight, at least at least just give me some time where I can do whatever I need to do. God, damn it! And I think that's why this match infuriates me as much as it does. Is like the last two matches barely equaled twelve minutes, but yet you give twelve minutes to these schmucks. And you give an extra minute to the main event. It makes no sense. No, it 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 doesn't at all. God damn it! Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hot. <laughs> God damn it! Fucking Van Hammer again. A Van a, a Van Hammer match. You shouldn't do do this to me. No, you're right. Stupid fucker. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we get a preview for Halloween Havoc. Well, sorry, we get taken back to Halloween Havoc 1991. Um, which, oh hey, we've watched. We we have. Remember the Halloween Phantom. Unfortunately. <laughs> um, Arn Anderson and Larry Zabisco destroy Barry Windham's hand as he comes in for the show with Eric Bischoff standing outside talking to guys getting out of their cars as the car line is just one after the other off, off screen it's great um, and now we're told that Windham tonight is out for revenge well, you should have heard you should have heard the bones uh from six feet away, the bones cracking his hand from Eric Bischoff. You know, I, th- I thought that was a nice little touch. Oh yeah. So we get Steve Austin and Larry Zabisco taking on Barry Windham, and they call him the natural. Natural. He's a son of a son. Son of a son of a plumber. 
Anyway, he's a son of a gun, too. Um, this was a good tag match. It was. Um, I fucking hate Larry Zabisco, though. <laughs> God damn. What is what is the hatred with I I just don't like Larry Zabisco. Hey, again, he's fine. His in-ring stuff is fine. I'm not I'm not arguing that. Is it is, like it, is it heat or is it go or, or is it go away heat? Uh, it's go away heat. Really? Yeah, I just again he's fine. It's not him. Well, it is kind of him. Uh, I just I hate seeing his face. God, I hate Larry Zabisco. But yes, this was a good match. Steve Austin, Larry Zabisco, the natural Dustin Rhodes. And God, why am I drawing a blank? I've been so bad with names here here recently. Barry Wyndham. Good old Barry Wyndham. Can't go wrong with it. Can't go wrong with it. A wrestler's wrestler. Yeah, all four guys can work. Um. Also, um, Steve Austin is um, stunning. Steve Austin, I'm sorry. Um, And he is also the WCW television champion at this point. He's from Hollywood, California. Oh, yeah. Um, And, of course, they're accompanied by Medusa because they are part of the Dangerous Alliance. Um, But like I said, this is a a solid match. Um, Starts hot because the crowd's hot. Um, things start to slow down a little bit in the middle, but I think there's a good story being told with everybody involved. I think that all, I think it doesn't matter if it's, um, Steve Austin Rhodes, Austin Wyndham, Zabisco Rhodes, Zabisco Wyndham. It doesn't matter because they all four can work and they all four can work, can work together. And I think that's Uh, what really does this match a solid. Yes, everybody. You, you understood who the good guys were, who the bad guys were, and and there was a score that needed to be settled. Everything made sense, and there was good wrestling to boot. Yeah. Um, Wyndham absolutely takes Larry Zabisco's body apart. With a big time flying lariat and gets the win for him and the natural. We are natural. Um, we get kicked over to Shivani and Bischoff and Bischoff being um, Michigan Mark. Uh, did this make you pop hard? Uh, go blue. We're out, God we're out damn. Yeah, I knew it. Go I blue. knew you. I knew you marked hard for this. Um, of course, Bischoff um, wearing, wearing a Michigan jacket, um, obviously picking the Steiners to win um, the the tag titles. Um, but then we get a really strange segment. And it, it was... So this is Missy Hyatt trying to get an interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, and she gets to his dressing room, and what do we see, Jeff? Uh, oh, well, one, we see a ninja. Ninja! Yeah, ninja. Um, go, 
Go Ninja, go Ninja, go. And um, then we see yeah. a fiery spell casting. Uh, uh, cur- hex or curse? What, what would you say, Cod? I, I have no idea. I know there were candles. There was like and, an altar or you know, makeshift altar. But that ninja opens the door just like just just enough to get a peeky poo and then closes it. Um yeah. and then shoes Missy Hyatt away. Yeah. And so she's, as she's scurrying away, she runs into Medusa, who's also trying to talk to Steamboat. And then the ninja who 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 refuses gets slapped by Medusa and then she runs off and he chases after her. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it ties into some of the stuff later, and then you're like, huh? You know? <laughs> uh, I but, I, but uh, I have no yeah, idea. well, but I, I'll, I'll argue here in a little bit that it's that it's kind of done well, minus the steamboat deal. But we'll get into that later. Well, so we get to our next contest. It is for the WCW World Tag Team Championships. It is Arn Anderson and beautiful Bobby Eaton uh, taking on. Um, it's a story about two brothers named Rick and Scott. It's the Steiner brothers. Um, we do find out that Paulie dangerously is banned from ringside. Um, Which is good booking. Yeah. That we'll get to later. <laughs> Um, obviously, you know, obviously healing it up really good. Um, and this is what you expected it to be. Yeah, it's man. So let me say this. It's what you expect it to be minus the dumb finish. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it's still going to be WCW, but. I know. Well, let me get to this, what I've been saying on this podcast for a long time. 90, 91 to 93, 94, uh, 90, uh, 90 to probably about 93, 94. Uh, Scott Steiner is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He just is. To be as big as he is, to move as well as he does, to to sell like he does, to be able to do some of the some of the big guy power guy stuff, the standing Frankensteiner, like all the all, all of that stuff. He's just amazing. And then you go the other way. Oh, and oh, and by the by the way, the dog praise gremlin ain't nothing to 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 to. to Turn your nose up bad either. I mean, he's absolutely amazing. Then you go the other way, 
and you have Arn Anderson. I don't need to speak on what he does and, and how he rolls in his wrestling. And beautiful Bobby Eaton is one of the best workers of all time. Yeah, I know. He looks like shit. He looks like your dad's friend. I got it. <laughs> but, you know, people love Keith Lee, so kiss my ass. Um, He's great. He's great. And this match is great. It's 90s tag team. It's powerhouse high flyers against grounders and workers. It's the way Arn can sell and be serious and, and be cerebral. Um, and then to the side note, I mean, this doesn't make any sense. This has nothing to do with his good wrestling or not. Then he's wearing this all white. He's got this all white on with knee pads and the boots, and like the teal trim on it. I mean, oh, it, it just looks like a million dollars. Yeah. This, this, you know, and again, his psychology of this match. It's so good. It's so good. And you just knew, even the crowd knew, like, damn, this is, you could tell, like, damn, this is going to be a good one, you know? And it was a good one. Now, again, WCW can't help to be WCW, and the finish was the finish. And yeah, so let's so let's go ahead and talk about the finish because ha- have mercy get, on us all, but yeah. So you get so you get double A who throws powder into Rick Steiner's eyes. Um, ref didn't see it, I guess. Um, but now Rick Steiner, um, slowly making his way towards the referee, um, hits a big suplex. Um, so now referee is essentially dead. Um, so we get a second referee. It's coming to the ring to count the pin. Um, Scott hits beautiful Bobby with a, with a beautiful Frankensteiner. And the only problem is beautiful Bobby is not the legal man. No, so he isn't. The second referee counts the three, the bell rings, Steiners have the titles, and then the original referee, who Nick Patrick, by the way, um, de- de- declares that it's a DQ victory for the Dangerous Alliance because of the errant suplex. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but it could have been done better, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, this is so you know, like no. I mean, it was. Ref took a bump. Wrong guy. Wrong guy got counted. You know, the, 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 there was worse ways to. Excuse me. It it, it looked professional. You know, like it looked like WCW was being professional and like, oh, th- th- this is about and this is what happens. And and then you have Medusa at the end who's like looking like, oh, shit, we won. OK, cool. We won. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like it wasn't. It was tasteful. Yeah. I will say it was different. Um, now nowadays you watch you watch wrestling and if there's a disqualification, it's a run in or, you know, for some reason, whoever the face is, you use the weapon and has to turn heel or we have to jump off the ladder 
um, through seven chairs or whatever. Yeah. Um, this is actually done well. Um, was it the cleanest? No, of course not. No. But as Jeff said, sometimes WCW has to play their part. It's exactly what they do. Um, so champions remain the champions. But this is overall a really great tag tag match. Yeah. All right. Get a commercial for the upcoming Wrestle War. We go backstage. Missy Hyatt um, watches as Ricky Steamboat finally leaves his dressing room. Um, and he's heading towards towards ring. And Missy Hyatt says. This is this is gonna be the best United States title match ever. Cool. Yeah, sure. Well, we're on to that now. Um as we get Rick Rude defending his WCW United States heavyweight championship against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um Polly dangerously for this one as well is banned from ringside. The ninja is not. Yeah, um, you 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 go first on this one, Kyle. Wow. Okay. So this this was all right for me, and it it wasn't. You know, because of the ninja, um, there was, I think, a hesitation from the crowd with mm-hmm. this with this match. Um, I thought that the mat skills were really great. I thought that everything, you know, leading up to obviously what was going to happen, um, was really great. Um, I got to hold off here because I think something massive just happened on, on AEW. Okay. Well, oh, shoot in here. no. What? The guns won the titles. Off the acclaimed? Yeah. Clean? I don't know. Guns pulled the ref. Guns hit daddy ass. Oh no! It was a title shot. It was a. It was a. Um. It was a foreign object use. There was a lot of chicanery, but they're oh, the new wow. champions. Oh my god! Well, that's fucking depressing. Anyway, um, we'll get to the finish here in a second. But what did? I I know that you enjoyed this up and up until at least the ninja up and up until at least that because this was Matt wise and just pure rest wrestling wise this was a really strong showing. Uh yes yes, um I thought it was a little herky jerky at times but yeah um I enjoyed it. Uh also to man, also to the nineties. Shout out to all the airbrushed uh, 
pants and stuff like that, you know. But God, my grandma used to love Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. But yeah, again, the 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 ending actually, I, the the ending, I, I I don't mind. I really don't. Because again, it was done well. It it kind of made sense. So you know, I wasn't too wasn't too uh I wasn't too hard on it, to be honest. But yeah, so um to circle back around to the ninja, um, what we had here, um. Steamboat scaling the ropes. Um, but the ninja hits him with uh with a cell phone. Um this allows Rick Rude to uh crawl over, get the cover, and win. And there's a lot of like what just happened, what's going on. Um uh, uh speaking of that, the there's like not dead silence, but the crowds cheering bullshit. Um, yeah, at the end of this match here, I'm, I I just put it on now. Yeah. Um, and then we go backstage. Um, we had Missy Hyatt, who is in Rick Rude's lock, locker room, um, to find who else but wearing the, the uh, ninja suit. Polly dangerously. Oh, Polly. Swerve, bro. Swerve. Got him. And so this one I am actually okay with because it was already determined prior to the last tag match that Polly was banned from ringside. So knowing what we know now, going back, you know, yes, Jeff, you're right. Yeah, it's, going yeah, back. That's what I'm it's, saying. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's no, yeah, good. yeah. The ninja gimmick was, you know, whatever. But I mean, it it was better than that. Than like, oh, this guy's a black scorpion wrestler. No, he was a ninja, not necessarily a wrestler per se. So yeah, it worked. And again, they gave you enough without they gave you enough where, where Paulie could say, Well, what wasn't me. You didn't see me. I was kicked out. Uh yes, he had his cell phone and like that's the bit, but that's called good booking, you know? It's good booking. So he can come back and deny it all he wants because at the end of the day, you, you didn't see him. You just saw somebody with his cell phone. And everybody knows it's him, but that's how you get heat. It's good booking. Yeah. Ninja gimmick aside, but I mean, <laughs> they've they, 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 they've got to get him in there somewhere again. You know, again, like he's not a he's not a real wrestler. He's a manager, so you couldn't put him in some giant suit and make him do whatever because he, he ain't got muscles like that. But so, oh my god, yeah. Um, no, but I thought it was a good swerve for a swerve. It's a good way to get him in a match, like you said. Um, moving on to the main event here, uh, we do have Lex Luger defending his WCW World Heavyweight Championship um, against the man called Sting. 
Um, Jeff, I don't know if you've heard. Um, but oh, Stay, you and this damn bit. He does this. I mean, he does that. Sharp as <sighs> a cat. Um, so here's the thing, knowing what we know now. This was a WrestleMania 20 um, type scenario where at WrestleMania 20 going in, we knew that Goldberg was leaving. Brock Lesnar was leaving. So this is a similar scenario where we already know that Lex Luger is on his way out the door. We 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 know it's coming. So we know that he's dropping the title to Sting. Yeah. You know, and he's going to be in the World Bodybuilding Federation. Um so I mean this is also only Luger's second match of the year. Um but that's but that was also because um Luger's contract with WCW only required him to work a specific number of dates. Um and mm. Boss Hog boy. Um he fulfilled it. Like he fulfilled it and then he sat out the rest of ninety one. See um, and and, and then, people out here, people out here get get getting on Hogan, brother, for his schedule. Yeah, fair. <laughs> blame, blame, uh, blame, blame Lexi. Yeah, um, he faced, uh, he faced Masahiro Chono, um, at one of the uh, New Japan shows. Jesus. Um, and then did not wrestle until Super Bowl two where we're here and he's getting ready to go to the world bodybuilding federation. So we know he's out the door. How much does he really care? I think it shows here in this match, how much he really did care. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess. So I saw sting. I saw Luger. And I decided to call an audible. Uh, and, and I fast forward this match. No. Yeah. Sorry. Oh my God. Okay. So again, when I say skip, I didn't like not watch it at all. I watched it in like whatever, you know, like whatever one point, whatever speed. Yeah. And it, I know it was a bad match because it looks sped up. It, like it looked like it sped up. It looked like it was not sped up. It looked like it was real time. So that's that's how I know this was a, a terrible match. And I saw Sting doing his Judy chops and Judy kicks and Steven Tagalin it up and uh uh Luger just again Luger's see, I, I'd argue I'd argue the other way from what I seen. It didn't look to me, it didn't look it didn't look like Luger didn't want to be there, did want to be there. All his shit looked the same. So from to me. Well, uh uh what do you say? You watched in real time, I in did. real time, um, started hot. Um, obviously it dragged in the middle. Um, picked up again towards the end. Um, you can just tell that Luger doesn't give a flying fuck. 
just does not care about what's going on. He's on and, the greener pastures, brother. Well, for now. What he thought was the greener pastures. For now, brother. Uh, wouldn't last for long. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah, this was a... Um, this was all right. I think... I think comparing this and let me think of the right words for this. So the pomp and circumstance for this show leading up to it being, this was the match that put the butts in the seats, you know, put your hard earned dollars to buy this show, to watch it at your house. Uh, the star power was there. Um, I think this match kind of under delivered. But I also think that, you know, a lot of the average fan kind of knew that it was Sting's time and that Sting was on the rise and it was only a matter of time. Fuck Sting. I mean, he's over, but like he he wins here and he has the belt and like he just looks like he couldn't give a fucking two shits about winning this belt. He's holding it all weird. Like, ooh, look what I won, everybody. He, he just holding it like, look what I won. I won the belt. Like, God, this God, fucking motherfucker. God, he's got a rat tail. Get out of here. Goddamn right he has a rat tail. Ugh. Splash from the top and the dare I say Lex Luger's bump looks better than your actual fucking splash. Ugh. Um I believe it was a crossbody, sir. Um, yeah, well, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Crossbody, yes. Just Sting does it. He doesn't even. He doesn't even know how to hold the belt. Ugh. And no, also, too. Right. And also, too. Can we talk about how this was that weird phase um, when you know who took the belt to WWF, and they had this little. Uh, they had this little rinky dink. Um. I don't even know what they call it. W, you know, they not it, well. It, it wasn't interim, but it wasn't the big gold belt. It was the this, you know, that WCW Heavyweight Champion Championship belt. Yeah, and it's really wild that this is really coming off of that period in time, and we just covered um, Royal, Royal Rumble '92. Oh yeah, no, yeah. oh, be, be, because your heavyweight titles and another. On another company's yeah. program program show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I mean, oh, 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 because because Rick Player actually owned, paid money for it and owned it. So there's that. Oh, guess you're fucked, man. Yeah, so it wasn't even like he's got to return. Or he ain't got to return shit. You know what I mean? Nah, it is. It is what it is, and. You know what? Good, good for him. You're right. This is the not the big gold. Um, so I guess it's fitting for Sting, but well, um, he didn't give a shit anyway. But yeah, sure, motherfucker. This is Sting's first of a total of six WCW World Championship reigns in WCW. Um. God, is that the most? No. No. Let me see. 
So Flair has eight world title reigns in WCW. Um, and then second, it's a tie with um, Hogan and Sting for six. Um, although I will say that the combined days of holding a WCW world title, um, Hogan's in first, and it's not even close, brother. Oh, that should be. Um, Flair's clocking in at 501 combined days. Um, Hogan's coming in at a combined 1,177, brother. Listen, you can say what you want about Hulk Hogan. He has a lot of things. Um, but when you say that, you say whatever you want about him, just make sure you put one of the biggest heels ever and one of the biggest faces. I'm sorry, the biggest face ever. Uh, you know, not name like Bruno, Bruno San Martino and if we're getting all the way back back in those days, but WWF. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that wrapped up Super Brawl 2. Luger is off to the World Bodybuilding Federation, but after his motorcycle accident um, and he recovered, they were out of business. And he went to the WWF. Mm-hmm. And he got his own express. Well, he had he had to be the narcissist first. Ah, that's right. That's right. And don't and don't forget uh, about the the sparkles coming at the top of those mirrors. That was actually a great bit. <laughs> that's actually. Kyle, go back, Kyle. Go go back and look at that. He comes in the ring. There are the the mirrors are all around him. The sparkles come at the top of him. That's actually a pretty good. That's actually a pretty good bit. Yeah, I'm actually looking it up now to save it for later. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I thought the fucking stinker of a match right there, dab smack in the middle with fucking Vinny Vegas and Van Hammer was bad. Um. But everything else, at the bare minimum, was fair, to say the least. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't really think that anything was going to top Filman Liger. Um, Rude and Steamboat was good. Um, both the tag matches were good, not named Van Van Hammer. Um, main event a little underwhelming, but overall, I thought it was a really solid, solid show. Yeah. Um, this again, this is the type of show that I love. Um, again, not all WCW is terrible. Obviously, the earlier you go, the better. But man, this was a good, this this was a good show. Like you know, there, there's usually always one stinker, a match. I mean, a, a card. I mean, if not two or three, even WCW. But this wasn't a. This this was a great pay per view. I get Wrestle War now. All right. Well, on to the next one here. Um. Before we get to our next show announcement, um, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? Jeff M Hall one. 
and I'm on Twitter and I'm currently listening to um if I can just throw throw my own my own uh, two cents in here. I'm currently listening to um the Gorilla Monsoon podcast. It's the best bit on Twitter right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just the I think the guy's name is Joe Murata. Google him uh, um IGM Twitter him. It's just gold. It's absolute gold. Yeah. Uh, super funny. Obviously, obviously a parody, but yes. really solid. Um, you can check all of our stuff out on Twitter at WPPod1. Uh, listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, obviously. Um, so then we move to next week. And it seems like we just did one of these, um, but we are welcoming back the great Travis Lassner to cover our next show in the um, in the Chronicles of TNA in 2010. Um, next up is against all odds. Ooh, give me the first. Uh, give me the first match. So, let me start off with this. This is the eight-card stud tournament. So it is a one-night. This um, this this sounds like a this sounds like AEW. But continue. But this is a one-night tournament. Um, the winner, I believe, gets a title match. Let me see here. Are th- are there suits? Other suit? What? I mean, this is a totally AEW. Okay, <laughs> but, I mean, you would be surprised, but no, no suits. Um, okay. So, I'll give you the eight competitors here in this tournament. Um, I mean, it goes with their first round match, I guess. So you have D'Angelo Zanero and and Desmond Wolf. Um. Matt Morgan and Hernandez. Um, you might know Matt Morgan and Hernandez from Genesis as uh, your TNA World Tag Team Champions. Um, I do believe, though, at this point, they drop them. Let me see here. Uh, January. Nope, they are still the Tag Team Champs. Never mind. Okay. Uh then you have uh, Mr. Anderson and Kurt Angle. And then rounding out the field is Abyss and uh, Mick Foley. Jeez. Oh, um, <sighs> not to mention, um, this is um, the TNA debut of the Nasty Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just plain nasty. Um, I actually saw a clip the other day. Um, like the king had like his own like illustrator at one at one point, uh-huh. and they went and they went to go like um, they went to go like either tag in or put their pits together or something or other. And there's enough space between their arms, and uh. he, like drew a can on his little illustrator and wrote "raid" on the can. Uh. It is it's it's so good. Um. Also, spoiler alert: there is a uh, Jimmy Hart sighting 
on this pay-per-view too. <laughs> Basketball legend. <laughs> yes. Damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh yeah. That so, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, that same Jimmy Hart. Um, let me see. There is not a match on this entire card, um, according to Dave Meltzer, that gets a three-star rating or higher. Uh-oh. You can take that for what it's worth. I, of course, fuck, fuck you, Dave. Um, we'll watch it for ourselves. We'll be our own judge there. Um, but uh, parting words here, um, again, um, thank you to Oliver Gunner and Ben Sheeran for being on the show the other day. You guys should go check out that interview. Um, thank you to Next Wave Pro. Um, we did get a little uh, shout out in their end credits for their for their Eminent Eight tournament show. Super cool. Um, as always, thank you to the supporters. Yeah. Um, we are dangerously close on um. This being an actual um, monetized thing. Um, So definitely exciting. Um, Still got a long way to go. Still got some work to be done. Um, But once we hit that monetization platform, um, we're going to be doing a special episode for that. Um, So please like our stuff, share it, turn the notifications on. Um, so that when we put out a new episode, you can get the notification so that you can listen to it and share it with your friends. Maybe they like wrestling. Maybe they just like hearing two schmucks rant about professional wrestling and how much they hate it. Also okay. about the good things too. So, um, But with that, that closes this chapter. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Purists Podcast, sponsored by Anchor. Remember to turn notifications on so you don't miss any episodes. Follow on Twitter, at WPPod1, for all announcements and updates.